Discovering your true identity and purpose? What's my calling and why am I here? Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants? And get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Life can feel muffled at times with all the roles we play and the hats we wear, with all the items on our to-do list. It's like layers of wet blankets snuffing out a fire. After a while, that hot flame is dwindled to a flicker surrounded by nothing but ashes, a reminder of what was but no longer is. Have you ever felt that way? Do you remember when you were little with an imagination that could just run rampant? I used to visit my grandma's house in the middle of a 100-acre hay farm with 20-foot ceilings and huge windows that felt like it started at your kneecaps and went all the way up to the ceiling. I would be laying in bed at night, and when the lightning flashed across the fields with the thunder booming seconds behind, oh my goodness, you have never seen anyone dive so quickly under a homemade patched quilt blanket. <laughs> it would be like 102 degrees, you know, like the little hair on the back of your neck. I mean, it was like, you're so scared. And I would fall asleep. I mean, it was like I was being suffocated. <laughs> but the fear kept me under that blanket. And I didn't come out till morning. Good times, right? Good times. <laughs> you know, when we're a kid, life has such possibilities. It has so much potential. You know, we believe we can, so we do. We try and we fall, but it doesn't seem to bother us at all. It doesn't seem like failure, just something that didn't work. We don't allow barriers or no's or people's opinions to slow us down. We turn those pine tree forts into castles and sell lemonade from a box that we found in our garage, you know, made with lemonade packets from mom's pantry. I remember we would eat ice cream and jump on the trampoline. We explored trails in the woods like we were discovering a new habitat on Mars. <laughs> Everything seemed glorious. It seemed new and full of adventure and possibilities. And then we grew up. See, those talents we had for writing, talking, mediating, exploring, those home designs we hung throughout, you know, that trampoline fort, they seemed to take a back seat to paying bills, to caring more about what others think. Oh my goodness, I have been there. Allowing the expectations of others to dampen our outlook, to snuff out the fire that we once had. Believing in ourselves, believing now that we can't, so we don't. Instead of looking inward for the answer, for the confidence, for the advocacy, you know what we do? We start looking around to what others are doing, looking for their approval, looking for someone to tell us we're enough, that what we're doing matters. See, somewhere along the way, we lose ourselves. We trade our identity 
we begin to compare, we begin to look left and right just to see where we reside on the totem pole of life. So stop thinking you have to be the fastest, the greatest, the most put together. Stop thinking the kids can't leave home until they're in all matching outfits or you can't go to the grocery store to your eyeliner's on and your lipstick. There's always going to be something on the floor, in the sink, in the car. Always, right? So just realize that life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. See, our identity is made of different attributes. Our personality traits. Are we an investigator? Are we an achiever, a perfectionist, a, a peacemaker? Are we loyal? Are you a debater? You know, I've got some kids that oh, it's just all the kids are so different. And, you know, it's like a hodgepodge when you're having dinner just to see how everybody's personality, their identity shows up to the table. We have this belief system, you know, so our identity is made up of our different attributes, our personality, our abilities, our likes and dislikes, our belief system, what motivates us. All these attributes, they show up in our self-image, in our uniqueness, you know, our accent, our hair color. If we write with our left hand or our right, what's our height? Those are all the identifiers. See, Ephesians 2.10 reminds us that we are a masterpiece created to do great things. So when you are ready to say, I'm not enough, I don't think I can do this. I'm not the person for the hour. God's like, girl, I called you the way you are. I know your personality. You don't have to be anything other than you because that's what he wants. He wants relatability. He wants that person that doesn't, that's not perfect and knows they're not right. Our identity, it can be rocked by several factors. And one of them is how people show up in our lives inconsistently. So one minute, Someone in our past may have shown up and it's like you did something and they were like, oh, my gosh, it was the biggest deal. It made them furious and they were they were extremely disappointed or you were disciplined for it. And the next time they weren't bothered at all. They didn't even seem like it was a question. And then suddenly we're trying to offset and overcompensate for how are these people going to show up in our lives again? So let's not rock the boat. Let's tow the line and we become a people pleaser. Or your past might have said that finances equal lacking or that you're not marriage material or college material or you were raised in foster care and you think, oh, I'm not that person. I don't have the credentials. I didn't go to school for this. I'm not enough. And those are all lies, right? Because like a foundation on a house, that's what we're made up of, right, is our past. Maybe the only way you got your dad's attention was by being funny. And then suddenly you're a comedian. Like, you, it just comes so natural to you. You offset those hard things in life by being funny. And you're great at it. And everybody loves it, right? And you get all that attention. So our identity is on a lot of things in our past, how people show up in our lives. So what do we do with this? Oftentimes, instead, all that internal anger, all those unmet expectations of disappointment, they become like the wet blanket that snuffs out the real you, that depletes the hopefulness, that takes all those interesting characteristics you have 
and just goes from painting it a beautiful, like all the different colors to just, you know, drab. The once courageous kid, you know, who knew your course, where you were headed, now you're unsure. You know, oftentimes we show up in different ways. You know, we want to be our our true self, but oftentimes it just gets muffled with all of the roles that we play and just trying to be enough. The lies that we tell ourselves, we are compensating for strength. We become that overachiever. We start hustling for our worth. We're trying to prove our place. And then all of a sudden, we're allowing the lies that we tell ourselves to walk right into the house. Girl, you're sitting on the couch. You're watching your favorite Netflix. And like robbers, they just walk right on in. And they just take it all. They take everything. They take it all. And we allow them to do it. And it's the voice in our head that's saying that you aren't enough. I'm going to to read you a couple of... I went to a conference. Hold on a second. I'm grabbing them out of my bag. I went to a conference and I asked these ladies, tell me the lies that you tell yourself. So I'm going to pull these out. You know, I take this everywhere with me when I write, when I speak, because I want to be reminded of how these women feel because I've felt the same way. I've been that person, too. So this green sticky note says, I am not enough. The blue one says, I never do anything right. Oh, how sad is that? That whatever she does, she just thinks it's not the right answer. It's not the right thing. Let's see what else. Oh, the red one says, I am not lovable. Oh, how sad is that? You don't even think you're lovable. If you don't feel like you're lovable, you just can't even receive, right? It's like a rock. You just can't penetrate it. No water, no food, no love, nothing. It's just hard, right? Oh, this one said, this is my temporary weight loss. You're going to gain it back. Oh, man, all these things. So I come to you and I say this because it starts out with the lies we tell ourselves. And then the lie, we believe it because it's not some blow Joe on the street. You know, it's not Ramon, my sound engineer. You know, I'd have thumped him on the head if he told me that. Right. (laughs) Ramon's like, oh, boy, I'm glad I'm behind this window. But instead, it's the very person who we invite into the house. It's ourselves, you know, and we're supposed to trust ourselves. Now we don't. And now we're like, well, maybe. You know, maybe all those things like I thought she was going to she wasn't going to be mad and she was furious. And then she comes in the room and it's like, I thought everything was going to be fine. And then it wasn't. And so then you start asking yourself, like, can I even trust myself? Right. And then what happens? We start carrying baggage. We carry baggage from here to there. You know, you're supposed to carry baggage like from your car to the plane. Right. Or but instead we carry it our entire lives. And it's what we view life through. It's how we make decisions. It's how we see ourselves. It's how we treat our coworkers, our children. Every decision, it's like we put on a pair of glasses that say the lies. My past. I'm not worthy. And we put those things on. You know, you hear rose-colored glasses, but you didn't hear about the, the glasses with the bad perspective, did you? The lies. The baggage. I know when I, my son left for college, I sat him down and I was like, these are some of the things I've dealt with in my past. If I have in any way put that kind of baggage on you, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I just told him, I was like, these are some of the things I've dealt with in my life. And sometimes I view that through the same lens and, you know, I might put that on you guys. And I said, 
These are the things I want you to watch out for. This is what I want you to look for. I want you to walk from this house and fly away. And I want you to be as free as you can. And to be like, hey, you know what? It's like a a game of whack-a-mole. Things are going to pop up in your life and you can just grab it and put it in your back pocket and take ownership of it and be like a dagger to the heart. That that person said that to me, this person treated me like that, and you just take it personal. And you put it in your back pocket that grows into a backpack, that grows into a roller bag, that suddenly you're having to ship this thing, but it's attached to you, and you carry that burden your entire life when you didn't have to, right? You could have freed yourself on that by going to counseling, Right. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah for a really good counselor. Let's shout out to those folks out there who help us to see things in a different way. Because here's the thing. Most of the time, circumstances do not change. But your perspective can. You know, you can be driving through. Do you remember that um, that movie Twister? And my goodness, there was a tornado and tractors were flying everywhere. I think at one point in one of the scenes, there was a cow, right? That was flying over their, their truck. And it was like, oh my gosh. And you can duck and dodge and run fast. You can pray. You can go to counseling. But it changes everything. You know, those things in life are going to hit you, right? They're going to knock you down. But it's how you rise, how you come back up and be like, hmm. I'm not going to let that do that to me. No, sir. I'm not going to let my past. I'm not going to let those people that didn't know how to love. And you're just waiting for somebody to unhitch you from that pole of pain and be like, somebody tell me I'm okay. Somebody tell me that, um, that I'm enough, that what I'm doing matters. But you have to tell yourself that. You have to pray and remember that in Ephesians 2.10, you are a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. God created you in his image. Girl, the crown's on your head and it's not tilted. You are of royal priesthood because you are his. You know, ask God to come into your life. I mean, sometimes when I don't even know how to pray, I just say the name of Jesus. Just say the name of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. It's so profound. It just seems to fix everything and change your circumstances, even though it's more about perspective. You know, it's like walking through life like water on a duck's back. Boy, they just bob in the water and go down under the water. And it's like just a preposition. It's all around. It's up, down, all around. But it never, like, connects to them. You know, it's just like, nope, nothing's going to bother me. I'm going to keep trucking. So I wanted you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to list four ways to discover your identity today. Okay. So I'm going to throw some things out here, maybe ask you some questions. So just be thoughtful about this. Think about what it is for you. So number one, compose a list of all your superpowers. Those God-given gifts that make you unique. What are those? Come on, you've got them. Some people are just encouragers. Oh my gosh, it just comes out. It just overflows, like just just overflows. And they can't not encourage. There are some people out there that just inspire. They walk into a room and they're a connector of people. 
Have you ever looked at a white wall and all you see is a white wall? That's me. (laughs) But some people can see the beauty in what could be. It's like they just already see in their mind a landscape or interior design. My friend Kim is that way. She um, she is just amazing. It's like, just tell me yes. I'm going to ask you a question. Just say yes. It's going to be great. Just trust me. <laughs> and I have, and it turned out great. It's that letting go, you know. So compose a list of your superpowers. What are you just God-given good at? That just seems so effortless. All right. Number two, list attributes of your personality. Look, what are the pros and cons? I mean, I love to talk. I love to chat with women. You know, just give me a good coffee and, you know, like three hours and we can laugh and cry and share our war stories. I love it. I can't get enough of it. But, you know, when I was in school, it was like, where's the discipline? You know, I got a C in conduct because I just couldn't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I could, but I wouldn't. I could, I could, but I didn't. (laughs) But what are your pros and cons? What are those things in your life that that just come so easy, but you're like, oh, you know, sometimes I have a little trouble with this. What are my pros and cons? All right. Now, number three, identify your favorite activities, those hobbies, those passions right? Oh, I have so many. I may not be very good at them, but I love, there's a lot of things I love to do. But sometimes when we give and give and give to our kids, we forget to give back to ourselves. You know, the other day, well, today I was talking to a friend and she said she got herself flowers for the first time ever, like bought them herself, had always felt selfish if she did that. But you know, I thought, I buy flowers for myself. I love, I love to buy flowers for myself. I mean, they're beautiful. Why am I just going to wait for my husband or a birthday or something to come about when I can go to the grocery store and pick out some gorgeous flowers and put them on my kitchen table? Here's the thing. Do you want motherhood to look like suffrage? Motherhood is not suffrage. That is another one of those lies on this little sticky note that's yellow. Motherhood is suffrage. It shouldn't be. I mean, you can make it anything you want. You know, put those kids with, you know, responsibilities and parameters in place and establish those boundaries, right? Who is responsible for what? The dishes, the laundry. Life can be more like a well-oiled machine where you come in and the kids are saying, Hey, Mom, where did you get those flowers? I bought them for myself. Really? What's the reason? Because I'm awesome, because I raised you turkeys well, (laughs) because the sky's blue. I don't need a reason. You know, I throw gold stars at myself all day long. I'm like, hey, you might not have gotten these three things done on the list, but you got these two most important ones done. And the kids feel loved and happy. And hey, you know, you're healthy. Hallelujah. So (laughs) there are so many things that you don't need to have motherhood as suffrage. You want your kids to look at you and go, wow, my mom lived well. She lived life to the fullest. You know, she had a podcast. She wrote a book. She didn't know what she was doing in the beginning. And half the time she still doesn't. But I don't know if I'm just too dumb to quit or what, but I just keep rising. I have, you know, skinned up knees, but I think there's value in it. And if you're that person today that you have a dream in your heart, go for it. Just do it. Do it imperfect. You know, if you want to lead a Bible study or a missions team, you know, to Africa, or you want to start a business or a podcast or write a book or 
ask for reviews the first time I had to ask for a review after I wrote a book. I was like, I didn't even know anybody wrote a book. I didn't know anybody, anybody that knew anybody. (laughs) But you just start from scratch. It's like baking a cake. You know, you just get little ingredients here and there and it all comes together. You know, they just need somebody to mix it, to put it in the oven, to pour it. And that's what God wants to do with us. He created you as a masterpiece. And he's like, girl, you're not just, you're not just okay. You're not my backup. You are the one appointed. All right. So let's walk in our life without all that baggage. All right. Number four, create a vision board of possibilities. You know, as a child of God created (laughs) custom in his image, what have you always dreamed of but not pursued? You know, when I wrote the book, Living Your Best Life, I did it because I wanted moms to see that life had possibilities and excitement and we could make that role anything we wanted. There are no real rules. It's just whatever you want it to be. Dream big. I didn't know how to write a book. I was sitting in the cul-de-sac crying, going, I don't know what to do. People came my way and gave me advice and mentored me. And I just did it because I wanted to share. You know, so many people were coming my way asking questions like Dear Abby, and I could send out one email at a time, and then it turned into a column in the paper so I could hit more people, and then it turned into a podcast and a book because I want everybody to know the potential for you as a woman, right? Starting your own business, doing the things, building the dreams, creating those relationships with the kids, you know, leaving an incredible legacy. So create a vision board, of possibilities. It doesn't matter how big or how ridiculous it sounds. Just write it down. Write down what you want to see. All right. I'm so excited for you guys today. Like, what is your identity and purpose? Let's discover it today. You know, just get that piece of paper, go somewhere away, grab your latte, get on the back porch swing. That's where most of all the goodness goes down. You know, it's it's not on the front porch. That's where you got to look good and you got to have everything in order and you're waving at the neighbors. But at the back porch, that is where everything goes down. All the goodness, right, of the journey. So I'm going to say a little prayer for you, okay? Lord, help me not compare myself to others, but to know that I'm an original, that you have placed a passion in my heart with gifts and talents that no one can create, say, do, or write like me. Help me to seek your wisdom and be a better me today than the me I was yesterday. In your name, amen. All right, guys, take those questions and figure out what your identity and purpose is, okay? You have a lot of living to do. Until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4, or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.